In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Every man should live his life in a way where there is no unswept corner. Because if we have this one unswept corner, take you out, man. Ruin your life. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army. We, we salute, salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here as usual with Mr. Faithful himself, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Man, a lot going on uh, this summer. Uh, a lot of cool things happening in the fall. I mean, I'm already living in October, and uh, it's... Uh, you know, <laughs> Just you know, my brain is functioning stuff. about a four, uh, five months ahead of things, gosh. but I got to tell you something. I'm really, really excited about the next five episodes. So, So we do two episodes a week. We upload a... Equipping Men in 10 episode, which is usually 10 to 14 minutes long. And then we do an interview format, which is usually around an hour. So what we're going to do for the next five weeks, instead of doing an hour-long interview format, you and I are going to have a dialogue back and forth. It'll be probably about 35 minutes, uh, 30 to 35 minutes, so a little bit shorter. But instead of repurposing our podcast, usually we take the summer months, July and August, and repurpose our podcast. We're not going to do that for July. July, we're going to take those five, there's five weeks in July, and we're going to just talk about the top 10 podcast episodes that we have been involved in based on the five essentials of manhood that are in my number one Amazon bestseller, Strong Men, Dangerous Times. So that book that just came out, talks about and unlocks five essentials that men do that make them men. So men do certain things that make them strong men as opposed to weak men or males, right? And those five things are? Uh, You lift your truck. Lift your truck. (laughs) Exactly. Drink a beer a night. Make sure you have your porn thing going on. Come on. What? Gee, come on. So you know what they are. Yeah, protecting integrity. Lift your truck. Get your concealed carry permit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. What are they? Protecting integrity. Yes. Fighting apathy. Yes. Uh, leading, uh, leading courageously. That's number four. No, pursuing God passionately. Number three. Good. Oh my goodness. Um, no pressure. Yeah. 
Leading courageously and finishing strong. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Yeah, baby. So the five <laughs> essentials of manhood, guys, are protecting. Notice the progressive present tense of the verb. Protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously and finishing strong. What I've done, Dale, there have been over 455 or so podcast episodes since we've kicked this off in 2017. So I went through all of those. I eliminated every equipping episode. I narrowed it down to just the guys that we interviewed, and I took the top 10 in each category without ever repeating a podcast episode once. So what I've done is I've taken 50 of the top podcasts, I've broken them into five categories, which is those categories, protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. The reason why we're doing all this is because we're getting ready to launch a strategic program this fall. We've recruited national team captains from all over the country. Those national team captains are launching virtual teams of up to 20 men, and we're doing that in the fall. Spaces are extremely, I cannot overemphasize how limited spaces are. And the first guys that sign up will be the first guys to go on the waiting list. And we're going to launch these guys in the fall and in the winter and in the spring. And these and guys will go through our program. Now, our program starts with book one in our Strongman Dangerous Times series. And guys will go through book one, then book two, book three, book four, book five, 50 total weeks. So it's about a two-year program that guys go through one at a time. Now, a lot of... Well, how much does this cost for the guys? So basically all it costs... So that's what I was just going to say. That's really good. So a lot of ministries out there, a lot of other groups will will have guys pay $100 a month. And then the, the organizational leader will actually coach these guys. He'll essentially become their Zoom life coach. And we see this over and over. I won't mention names. I don't want to have a ministry that's based on Jim Ramos. We have a, our ministries based on Jesus. And so we've recruited these amazing guys. You're one of them from all over the country. And guys will join this these virtual teams and they will pick up a copy of one of my five curriculum books or study guides. So one of them is called The Trailhead, Protect Integrity. The other is called The Climb, Fighting Apathy. The other is called The Summit, Pursuing God Passionately. The fourth book is called the Descent, Leading Courageously, and the fifth book is called, and final book in the series, is called The Trail's End, Finishing Strong. And so guys, for, they will buy the book, the books are like 16 bucks, and they'll join the team. So instead of spending 100 bucks a month to sit at the feet of somebody, you're spending 16 bucks, I guess is what the price is, for uh, 10 weeks of mutually inclusive Bible study with two great leaders per team. It's just outstanding. And I'm not leading in those teams, so I'm not involved in that at all. And so I am super excited about this. I think this program is going to be monumental. We have teams all over the country that are meeting. We've had hundreds and hundreds of guys who have met all over the country. And that's what this is, only on a strategic level, Mm. with guys that we have trained. So these are the cream of the crop. These are the best of the best. And so I want to walk through what each of these means and how guys can get resources to these podcasts and how guys can join a team. So guys, if you just go to our homepage, there'll be a button that says join our program. You click on that button, it'll take you in, and you sign up to get on the waiting list, and we're going to rock and roll in the fall. So we will have 
uh, an assessment coming out August 1st that will also help you to assess which of these five areas you're the weakest. And so it's really cool stuff. I, I, Dale, I really believe that we're going to reach a million men over the next 10 years because of some of the things that are set in motion. So I'm really excited. But before we do, we're going to jump on in and uh, go through this top 10 list. So this podcast, I'm just going to talk about our top 10 protecting integrity podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do, Dale, is this. I'm going to list the episode, and then I'm going to share what I think about the episode and why it stood out to me. And I'm going to ask you to share what stood out to you. Now, you don't know what I'm going to say. So you're going to have a knee-jerk reaction to this. Some of these you'll be like, you know what, bro? I don't remember a thing about that podcast. Some you'll be like, dude, that really deeply impacted me. And so are you ready for this? Oh, buddy. It'll be like a rapid fire round I know, for you. but I'm used to watching someone else get like flabbergasted by the rapid fire You don't fire have round. to say anything. but <laughs> So I want to give a couple insights before we go, and I'll repeat these each week. First thing, sometimes these, these podcasts I selected, these top 50, sometimes it was more about the man than the content. Hmm. We've had a couple men on our show that I would deem as great, men who I want to model my life after. And by the virtue of their life, and their accomplishments, they're in the top 10. I mean, they could have just showed up and been silent the whole time, and they would have been on this list because of their greatness. The second thing is, as I went through the list, I've noticed something about our podcast. We put, because we're focused on a man in the arena, a man in the stress bubble, you know, a 30- to 50-year-old man with kids in the home, because that is our emphasis, I don't know if you realize this, we overwhelmingly focus on the leading courageously area or mm. essential. I mean, you know, I'm in I'm in a I'm in a deeply I'm deeply deeply in love with my wife. We're so so close, but we live in a and you would agree have a high maintenance marriage, right? So the I'm really really intrigued by marriage, right? And I'm really intrigued by fathering. And so there's a lot of that. I had a lot to choose from. And there was a lot of competition to get in that category. So when when I get to that leading courageously category in three weeks from now, man, guys, you want to tune in because these are world-changing dudes. It's so true. I want to let you know that. A huge focus on ministry. And then here's the other thing. I noticed that there's a large, when we talk about protecting integrity, which is today, there's a large focus on overcoming lust. You know, it's a battle I fight. It's a battle you fight. In fact, every man I've met who actually has a pulse and who isn't a liar struggles with lust on some level. And so you see that in this day and age with the internet and technology, you see that as a battle. And so there's a lot of that uh, woven through the protecting integrity. Because if you get caught in a sex addiction or any kind of addiction, your integrity is in jeopardy. And so we have to really be careful about it. And then here's the other thing. Some authors just stood out because they're great authors. You know, I think of Rick Johnson, I think of John Eldridge, I think of, think of some of these guys that they're just flat out great authors, and they're they, they are on here because they're just great authors. And so, mm -hmm. and and then and then one thing that got a guy on this list is if if there's something from their show that really popped out in my mind, if it really impacted me, you know, like Todd Wilson, if I talked about Todd Wilson and Family Man Ministries, you and I will both say the same thing that impacted us about that show, and I won't mention I'll let you mention it later. Mm. And then the last thing is, did this thing inspire me to act? If it inspired me to act, I'm going to include these guys on the on the show. All right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. So what I've done, Dale, is I'm, I'm ranking these in descending order 10 to 1, all right? And, and there could be some wiggle room in there, 
but I'm going to start with number 10 and I'm going to work my way down to number one. And the number 10 podcast we've ever done, in my opinion, again, this is me talking, is episode 334. We will link this episode in the Equipping Blast. So the Equipping Blast will have all these. Episode 334 is Sam Black, who is the Vice President of Covenant Eyes. So when I when I mention that podcast, what stands out to you, Dale? Well, yeah, with well, Sam Black, uh, we, we've been using Covenant Eyes, and he's a dude from Covenant Eyes and, and writes for Covenant Eyes. And uh, I, I really appreciated his story, and it seems like people who make a big impact um, have struggled with that themselves, so they're not talking out of not having experience. And so it uh, really reinforced my um, support of Covenant Eyes and that it's not just a uh, accountability software, but there's so much more to Covenant Eyes than that. Well, and now we just formed a, an official partnership with Covenant Eyes. So you want to share We've that? We've been in affiliates with Covenant Eyes for a while. We've been so. an affiliate, but now we've but formed... But recently a, yes. they asked us if we would partner with them and, and get the word out a little bit, and they would help us out a little bit as well. So uh, we've started uh, doing some of that, but we truly believe in it. Um, I, I hear from guys like, well, if you really want to look at it, that stuff, you'll look at stuff. Well, we get that. But it's more than that. Like a guy who doesn't even make an attempt to do it and put it on his computer so that, and then enlist guys to be on his team to come around him and, and, and engage in conversation, that's where it starts. Well, and for me, I'm on Covenant Eyes. You're on Covenant Eyes. Every one of our board members is on Covenant Eyes. And that's that's mandated from the top, which is, you know, me. And so the reason why is for me, knowing that, you know, you're one of my accountability partners and you work for me and knowing that my wife is one of my accountability partners, honestly, that scares me to death to have a, uh, a weekly report given to my wife and it's showing a porn thing. That's, that's devastating for her. And so for me, just that alone is enough to keep me good to go. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just hugely, hugely important. And the times that I'm the most tempted are the times when, I'm around situations where that I don't have that protection. Right. You know, my my iPad, my cell phone, my computer. I mean, you just went back in and redid a whole bunch of stuff and updates yesterday. So number number nine of the top ten podcasts on protecting integrity would be episode two sixty one, which is my friend Joe Martin. So Joe has a ministry called Real Men Connect. Uh, some of you listen to his podcast. He's got a great podcast. And when we had Joe on the show, the thing that really stood out to me is, you know, Joe is a, a black American guy, and he shares from the heart of his uh, fatherless journey, just his authenticity really stuck out to me. He is the, you know, when he talks about real men connect, you know, what stood out with Joe for me was that he's just real. He's open. He's honest. He's vulnerable. He's willing to talk about it. So number eight would be Matt Lore. Matt is uh, episode 263. Again, these are all going to be in our Quipping Blast. He wrote a book called Who's Got Your Back? Matt works closely with Emerson Egricks, who wrote the book Love and Respect, and so he works very close with him. And, and this book really impacted me because we talk a lot about accountability out there, but he actually had questions that guys could actually work through because what happens in an accountable relationship is there's a propensity for guys to get so comfortable with each other that it becomes a coffee hangout thing. And so his set list of questions 
forces men and drives men to the point. And I just thought that was really good. And I, I really did appreciate that podcast. Was there anything that stood out for you that you remember from that? Well, what it has encouraged me to build relationships with guys that I can actually live this out with. And recently I started uh, with a guy where we actually, instead of sitting at a coffee shop, we walk around our town for 45 minutes walking and talking and asking tough questions and sharing deeply what's going on in our life. So I, I that would influence that. So do you have a, a set group of questions you're using or are you guys... Not just, necessarily, but like, how are you doing? How's your marriage going? Um, how's your spiritual life going? Are you meeting with Jesus? Um, how are your kids doing? You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, so the next one. So number seven on our top ten list of Protecting Integrity episodes would have to be one of our recent ones, episode 352 with Bill Hendricks. As you know, Bill is the son of Howard Hendricks, who greatly influenced me in some of his books. So Bill has wrote a book called, he actually rewrote the book, and the book is called Men of Influence. And he spent a lot of time in the book building a case, and I thought it was excellent, that, that all men should have a mentor and be a mentor. And I think it's one thing to be an example you can do that by default, but to actually be a mentor and to actually have a mentor, that is a whole different arrangement. And I just thought the way he unpacked that in his book was excellent. Did you have any insights from the book or the oh, podcast? Man, I just, I wish more guys did this. <laughs> yeah. You know, allow people to speak into your life and you got to put your hand down to bring other guys up. It's so good. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how Christian guys navigate around not having, you know, a, a Paul type of relationship where 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 they are they are Timothy and there's Paul, and then having a relationship where there's a Paul and Barnabas where you're friends, and then having a relationship where you're the Timothy and you've got a Paul. You know, you're the mentoring, you're having a mentor, and you've got a you know. There's all these. There's so much depth and wealth that comes to a life, and I'm not talking about physical wealth. People become rich when they have those those deep and meaningful and purposeful and strategic relationships. With well, and I so. see both you and I have been pastors in the past in a local church, and I always wonder myself when I look at a pastor, does he have a guy that he allows to speak into his life? Does he have multiple men allowed to speak into his life, to call him out, call him up, and make him stronger and better? Well, I think that's a—if you're a pastor— I think that's really important that you you get this. You know, you need to have I see a trend with a lot of larger churches in our country where the board in fact one of the largest churches in the country, I just had a guy who is deeply involved with a pastor there tell me that his board is a bunch of yes men. Well, of course it is. It's it's that model. And so if your board is a bunch of yes men and only you can say that pastor, then you need to check yourself. Pastors seem to be so lonely. And I would just challenge any pastors listening to this right now. Do you have a man that you can think of who's calling you out? Like, really calling you out? Do you have a man in your life who is really calling you up? And do you have a man who's calling you into places you would never normally go? If you don't have a man who's calling you up, in and out, it could be three different guys. If you don't have that guy, you need to check yourself because you're on the pathway to destruction. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many guys are no longer in ministry. In fact, there is not one guy that I had as a senior pastor, so not one senior pastor that I've ever worked with 
has ever retired as a senior pastor. They all left the ministry. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason for that, that guys don't last in that. And so, and there's a reason why I'm already 30, over 32 years in full-time ministry is that I've got those guys. And I'm yeah. not bragging, I'm just saying I've yeah. got those guys. So, so guys, number six on the list of our top 10 Protecting Integrity podcasts is with my friend Rod Handley. So Rod was on episode 394 and 396. Uh, Rod and I served together on the NCMM, National Coalition of Ministries to Men, uh, Board of Directors. He wrote a book, and his ministry is also called This Character That Counts. And, uh, you know, Rod is a guy who just oozes integrity. Uh, He does what he says. He says what he does. And, again, like Matt Lohr's book, Who's Got Your Back?, Rod dives deep into this accountability. Rod, Rod actually has multiple lists of questions guys could use. He goes way deep into this, and I just really appreciate it. And when we're talking about podcasts that deal with integrity, isn't it interesting, Dale, that we're talking about being authentic, fighting pornography, having a mentor, being accountable? So number five uh, is a, also a fairly recent interview. This is episode 411 with Tom Wilson. Tom is the CEO of Better Man. He works alongside with uh, Robert Lewis. And those of you who know Robert, he wrote uh, Raising a Modern Day Night, uh, The Manhood Fraternity Curriculum, Authentic Manhood 33, all these things. They came together with uh, George Barnum, and they wrote The Five Essentials to Engage Today's Men. And, And our time with Tom was so rich because here's a guy who spent a lot of his career in the secular workforce. He's gone and he's done some ministry things. He's just a, he's been around over I think he's over 70 years old now or close to it. And what really stood out to me when I read their book, their booklet, which I think is free. I think you can just go get it for free. The 5 Essentials to Engage Today's Men. I was shocked by how large of a discrepancy it was between men who say they're living for Christians. Now they they surveyed 1500 men who are practicing Christians, and they surveyed, and they also surveyed men who were just out of the normal, out, out in the pool of life, who weren't involved in and did not claim Christianity, and in some areas that I thought shouldn't have been, they were equal to those secular men, and I was shocked at how vast the difference is between a man who says he follows Jesus regularly by what that guy says and what he actually does. I was appalled, quite frankly, with a number of men who are practicing Christian men who live with their girlfriends or who think pornography is okay or who do not think homosexuality is a sin. I was appalled at how many of these guys did not agree with the Bible. And so when I was unpacking that with Tom, we both were almost speechless in describing a practicing Christian man. And, And I think in the episode, Tom actually said, yeah, I think guys should read the Bible. And I said, I, I, I said, I wonder if they're reading the same Bible. And we laughed about it, but he and I were both stunned. True. So that really impacted me. What are yeah. your thoughts? Well, it, our boots on the ground for that was to get a confidant. Find an older man that will walk with you. You can meet with him once a week. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, then you start actually living like Christ when you have somebody calling you out, somebody you're sharing life with. And if you're not doing that, it's easy just to continue doing your thing. Nobody knows. Well, and the interesting part about that survey, which this is really interesting to me, is that practicing Christian men who had a confidant 
experience something like a 33% yeah. greater satisfaction in life. And so, yeah, those guys may not be living according to the Bible, some of their beliefs, but those guys who are engaged in Christian community are experiencing a greater level of satisfaction than those who are not. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very yeah, helpful. So thank you for bringing that up. So number four on the list is uh, my friend Bill Perkins. Uh, when we launched Men in the Arena, Bill was one of our local authors that I pursued. He's been wonderful as a mentor. He's been an amazing author. He's had an amazing ministry. It's been fun to watch how God completely altered uh, his theology and put him in a different direction. And those of you who follow me on social media know that I am absolutely in love with the Jesus story, which is a blended version of the Gospels put out by White Horse Publishing. Bill is the president of White Horse Publishing. He's the one that put this Jesus story together. Um, the first men's ministry book I ever read was called Six Rules Every Man Must Break, written by none other than Bill Perkins. That book freed me up to be the to, the man I am today. Uh, actually, I started. I started. I smoked my first cigar. After I reading that book, I'm like, I'm oh going to break goodness. a rule. He also wrote a book called Six Battles Every Man Must Win. He also wrote a cool little short booklet called something like Why Naked Women Look So Good. It just He's just a great author, and he speaks to men, and he's a wonderful man. And, and he's on this list because I love his books, and I'll tell you what, he's a guy that needs to be on any list of top 10 guys. So Bill Perkins is number four. Any thoughts on that? I, you know, Bill's a pretty out there guy, and he he he. I remember he, he one time during the podcast, he called me out and he said, "You sound like you're reading the script." I go, "Bill, I am reading the script." <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I am reading the script, Bill. Anyway, tons of energy. He's one of the most vibrant seventy plus year old guys you'll ever meet. So really appreciate and love him. So, any thoughts, Taylor, on that? I just loved his passion. So, so passionate. He's I just so love passionate. That. And I love the fact that it didn't matter uh, that he was on someone else's podcast that he called you out. So that was I know. great. He's, I love that guy. He's, he's, he's a dear friend. So number three on our list is Rick Johnson. So Rick was on episode 301, and we did have him on another episode as well. And he's written several books. One was 10 Things Great Dads Do, and the other one was called The Power of a Man. And I'll just say this. I really... Rick used to be in Portland, Oregon. Now he moved out to Texas. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Rick really is an excellent author. You know, I think he's kind of playing around with retirement a little bit right now. But guys, if you have not read any of his stuff, he's a great author for men. And his book, The Power of a, Man, of a Man, it reminds me of our tagline, when a man gets it, everyone wins. And that really, that really is what we're about. We believe, guys, that when you get it, when you understand what it means to be a follower of Christ, when you understand what it means to be a Christian man, when you embrace the masculine lifestyle instead of the male lifestyle, when you choose to get out of the anonymous bleachers and into the game, when you say to God, put me on display, I want to be known and not unknown, once you do that, everyone around you wins. Everyone around you wins. And I think that's so important. Any thoughts on Rick's interview? Yeah, and when you start doing that, guys are looking up to you because you're living like you're supposed to be, and they want to be like you. And then when you have the, then you have the ability to impart words to men that are going to build them up and strengthen them. Mm-hmm. And when you, as a man, say, "Hey, I'm proud of you," or "You're doing awesome at this," to another guy, or "I think you're a man," to another guy, that just builds them up and causes them to be even greater. You know, it's really funny. I just uh, shared something on Facebook with somebody, 
he posted some milestone. Oh, he, you know, his name, his name's Ollie. He was in my youth group. He's probably 35 years old now, 36. He's been married 20 years. His mom was a youth worker for me. And I just wrote a and his great Christian family, great parents. He lives in California. Well, I don't know where he lives now, but he was in California. He got married at 15? He got married. He's been married 20 years, so he's got to be, gosh. 30. He got married, like, young, so he's probably under 40. 40. Well, anyway, 20 years, and I just, I just wrote to him, hey, man, I'm proud of you. And I didn't say that because he doesn't have a good dad. He has a great dad. I just did that because it's important for any man to be told mm-hmm. by another man, I'm proud of you. That's and that, so and Rick brings that out in his book. So number two to me uh, is Earl Wilson. So Earl was way back on episode 126. He's written several great books. Uh, he was a professional counselor, Christian counselor. And in his book, Restoring the Fallen, he shares of how he fell into uh, serial adultery and the healing that resulted of that, and and actually Paul Friesen, who was uh, one of our po- one of my favorite podcast guests, actually helped him counsel counsel through that process. He and his wife are still married today. They had a ministry for years. They've recently retired, called Tough Stuff Ministries. Gosh, Earl must be in his late seventies, early eighties now. But there was something that came out in that book. A couple things that that book really, really impacted me deeply, and it was a statement his wife said to him. During this process, she asked him if there were any unswept corners. Mm. And that phrase, Dale, I'll never forget that phrase because when I sweep our house, we have wood floors. I always sweep all the crap into a corner and I typically will leave it there for an hour. It's kind of stupid. But that just drives my wife crazy. Would me too. You've got all the garbage stuffed into a corner. And my thought is, hey, I've already swept except for this corner. And it drives her crazy. And I thought, you know what? Every man should live his life in a way where there is no unswept corner. Because if we have all of this clean, if our heart and our soul is clean in all these areas, we have this one unswept corner. You know, I'm a a gambling addict, or I'm addicted to chewing tobacco, or I'm a gossip, or I'm addicted to porn, or I'm uh, I'm greedy. I'm I'm not giving. Any one that one that one unswept corner. What do you think that one uns- what does that one unswept corner have have the potential to do? Take you out. Take you out, man. Ruin your life. So we Reputation. cannot have any you know, in fact, we look at I mean, I think of um Ravi Zacharias. Mm. He was one of the greatest apologists we've had in the last 50 years. But he had an unswept corner that has ruined his life posthumously. And so it's just sad. And so we just yeah. have to deal with that. All right. Any thoughts? Any more thoughts? Well, I, I remember listening to this story and going, oh my gosh, there there is hope <laughs> for marriage when there's been infidelity. And uh, this is proof of that. So, I mean, if you're dealing with that right now, guys out there, um, you know, God can heal that too. Yeah, and you know, another thing that stood out from the book, just off of memory, is it takes three to five years for your marriage to overcome unfaithfulness. Talking about adultery. Yeah. And so, man, if you're engaged in that, guys, you're, you got a long... There's a process there. There's a lot of healing. Yeah, a month later, it's and, not uh, fixed. No, and so I, I've, I've known guys that were serial adulterers, and they either were caught or they confessed it. And man, I'll tell you what, it's a long, long journey. And so, anyway, so number one on my list goes way back. Honestly, this 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 episode might have been the hinge point of when we really started 
impacting men around this country. I remember when we interviewed this guy and he was coming on our show, we were shocked he was coming on our show. And I remember I had to tell tell you and Pat George, who was doing our sound, I said, guys, we're supposed to be here. Let's just you know keep it together. We were giddy over this. And uh, this guy uh, was John, John Eldridge. So Don, John Eldridge, he's a tremendous author. He's written several books, uh, including the, the book I've read probably four, at least four times, maybe five now, called Wild at Heart. And uh, before I tell you what stood out to me, is there anything from that interview that you go, you know what, I can see why this is number one, Jim. This, this was uh, impacting. <laughs> well, first I'd like to say to guys, this is episode number 94, and the only way you're going to be able to watch it or, or, or listen to it is you go to Men in the Arena uh, podcast.org and then you'll you'll find it there because on a- okay. Apple will not have it on there at this point. Uh, now so you personally have not read this book, is that true? I personally have not read the complete book yet. Okay, Thank so from the that. interview, from the interview, uh, I really enjoyed when he made fun of your buck that was on the wall. Well, it was, a, it was, it was an elk. Buck. It was an elk. <laughs> Who killed the baby bull? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. That was the first thing he said. Hey, who killed the baby bull? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, from this on, I've gotten that that uh, terminology um, of daddy wound. Um, oh, I hated that part. I, well, now when I look around and I see somebody who's yeah. completely thrashed or whatever, my heart kind of goes out to him. Once I start watching what's going on in their life, I'm like, there's something that happened between them and their dad that has ruined them Mm. and they need to deal with it so that they can move on and have an awesome life. Mm. So yeah, that, that was one of the things that That was a big part of his book. So for me, when I read the book, it starts off there chasing elk and I thought, Oh, whoa. And this is before I had, had, wasn't, this was right after I killed the baby bull, which I call the bull, the divine directive bull, because (laughs) it was the first elk hunt I'd ever been on. It was the first elk I'd ever seen in the wild Mm. ever. And I killed it and put it on my wall. And so for me, I thought it was a giant compared to our little California blacktail. So, but what really hit me, so I read this book in 2001, and that that started this journey. But in 2001, it was so eye-opening to me that men have three core passions. And, And Eldridge came under attack for this. I remember at a leadership summit, John Ortberg was actually was actually blowing up John Eldridge in his talk that had nothing to do with John Eldridge. He just because he uh, here's this Christian leader who just totally disagreed with Eldridge and and I and that was the last time I listened or read any Ortberg stuff. But it's interesting. Eldridge believes that men have three core passions. And this was so powerful to me. I I mean my wife to this day will regularly quote one of them to me. She will say, "I need you to rescue your beauty." Mm. His core passions are this. Every man has an adventure to live, a battle to fight, and a beauty to rescue. And and when and Ortberg blew up the beauty part, right? So by beauty, it doesn't mean that women need to be rescued. It just means that women want to be seen as the queen or the princess that we are trying to rescue and honor her. You know, I was walking out of Bymart yesterday and some elderly lady was in there and we were all masked up, you know. And as I left, I was saying, hey, there's two of two women there. And I'm like, go ahead in front of me. You can go ahead in front of me. And they're like, no, we're okay. No, I don't I don't care about that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So one of them did walk in front of me. And the other one I kind of hesitantly walked ahead of. And I walked out and she said, you know what? I'm so thankful there are still men in this world that want to honor women that way, though. I thought that mm. was kind of cool, even though she wouldn't receive what I offered her. But women have a deep desire to to be enamored. 
to be sought after. And I think that's really important. But I also think every man has a battle to fight in his life. Every man has a mission that God has given them, mm-hmm. and they have to. If they don't fulfill that mission, if they don't get out of the anonymous bleachers and get in the arena, they will live a dissatisfied, mundane life, and they will die with potential left in them, mm-hmm. which is the greatest tragedy of mankind. And the second, third thing I'll say is every man has an adventure to live. Men desire to do something that they can share about later. Like my son Darby and I while doing our 56-mile death ruck in 36 hours or going on an epic hunting trip or get trapped in the snow with Nate Cottrell when he's in high school on a deer hunt. You know, over and over again, we want these epic adventures that, that that's how men connect. Men connect by adventure. And so this book just really freed me to explore those three core passions. And so that's why it's number one. You know, when I look at this list of books... Uh, authors, this is the only book that I've read multiple times on this list. So Dale, uh, that is my top 10 list of Protecting Integrity episodes. Number 10, Sam Black. Number 9, Joe Martin. Number 8, Matt Lorm. Number 7, Bill Hendricks. Number 6, Rod Handley. Number 5, Tom Wilson. Number 4, Bill Perkins. Number 3, Rick Johnson. Number 2, Earl Wilson. Number 1, John Eldridge. Man, that is a list of world changers. So Dale, a short episode Uh, like all of them will be for the month of July. So it is your time, brother, to drive us home. Yeah, one more time, guys. If you uh, can't find these on Apple, you can go to meninthearenapodcast.org and then just type in those names and they will pop up. Also, uh, in the, the notes for this podcast in Apple, I will have links to get you to those other podcasts if you want to check them out. And also, guys, we'd love for you to head on over to meninthearena.org and order your copy of Strong Men, Dangerous Times. And while you're there, join our program that launches in the fall. And also, we'd love, again, for you to send us your hero stories at info at meninthearena.org. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.